0: good morning it's the workers beat i'm gene lance and the beautiful redhead is here good
1: morning it's bonnie mathias
0: we like to start the workers beat with things you can do everything from the point of view of working families you said news you can use that news
1: you can use (laughs) things you can do don't get depressed there's all kinds of stuff happening
0: Uh, Today is the Texas legislature bill filing deadline. Oh,
1: God. Thank God that's almost over.
0: March the 13th is the Alliance AFT buses go to Austin for for Lobby Day. March the 16th at 730 will be the monthly meeting of the Dallas Central Labor Council. All members of affiliated unions are invited. Contact Jason Tomlinson. Or you can contact me, genelance.org. March the 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern, the anti-war march on Washington. March the 31st is Cesar Chavez's birthday. I still haven't heard if there's going to be a march or a parade or what, but I would mm. like to know. Yeah. April the 5th at 12.30 p.m., the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at the AFT Hall on Bishop and Center in Oak Cliff. Everyone's invited. Contact Judy, 214 729 Zero zero six three. April twenty fourth, early voting begins. And I've got a long list of stuff after that, but
1: early voting begins. Just get to to my that. husband and I will celebrate our anniversary on April twenty
0: fourth. And you will also probably vote.
1: I will probably I, you know we may just have to have us an early vote rally that day.
0: Yeah, we might we usually do. Yes,
1: we do. I think Nancy Hall's looking down saying you better.
0: It would be nice. <laughs> but I haven't heard uh There will be an AFL-CIO meeting this Thursday, and if uh, somebody wants to propose it, we could get it started right there. The unemployment rate went up a little bit uh, from yesterday's statistics, but the number of new jobs was much higher than what the economists had expected. The general unemployment rate is 3.6%, but as always, it's much worse for Latinos, 5.3%, and blacks, of course, the worst of all. 5.7%. 5.7%. Ugh. And I'd like to point out that productivity is going up pretty well, 1.7% in the last quarter. So when you multiply that by four uh, four quarters, you get 6.8% annually, whereas wages last month rose only 2.2%. So that would raise wages, if, if you multiply that by 12, uh, you would uh, have a lot less than inflation. So wages are not rising anywhere nearly what we need. Everybody needs a raise, and the way to get it is to organize. That's what we're all about. Call Mm -hmm. us at 972-647-1893. It's Women's History Month, Bob. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do you like Women's History Month?
1: Well, you know, just like African American History Month, um, I'm sorry, that's just a month, really. We Mm -hmm. get a month. Everybody gets a month. Mm -hmm. We need a little more than a month when it comes to women's rights, absolutely. Uh, I keep hearing they're going to vote on the ERA and they're going to pass it. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Is it true?
0: No. <laughs> uh, dang, see? The Equal Rights Amendment. What would that do if they passed the Equal Rights Amendment?
1: Makes everybody, I mean, it makes it makes paying women less for the same job illegal. Uh, uh, it's, it, of course, it's supposed to be illegal now, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um it makes every, it makes the playing field level for everybody. There's no discrimination based on sex, gender, uh, none of that.
0: So we might finally get equal pay for equal work. But the way it stands right now, the only way to get equal pay for equal work is get a union job. Or unionize the one you got. Uh, one group that does not have a month is children. And children are taking a bad beating again. Uh, this is a quote from the governor of North Dakota. He's got the lowest unemployment rate at 2.1%. It's the lowest in the country. And he says, quote, the 18 to 26% age range has almost disappeared from our workforce in North Dakota, he said. Quote, our strategy has shifted to hiring people outside of that demographic We've resorted to hiring people as young as fourteen. What I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters, is that child labor is back.
1: They just passed that Sarah Huckabee Sanders,
0: the woman from Arkansas, the
1: woman from the met the this is the now the governor of Arkansas. She just passed a law, the city or signed a law in Arkansas that it's okay. You can hire them. Doesn't matter fourteen. Mm-hmm. Ah,
0: that's good. She says we need to update our, our approach or something, but. What she's really doing is throwing it backwards 100 years. Back before 1935, the unions won the right for children to be children. We don't have to work children eight and nine years old in the mines and textile factories of America today because the union movement won that. We have already done away with child labor, and now they're trying to bring it back, and that is... Thoroughly disgusting.
1: Well, we have some real issues in rural America where most meat processing plants are located, whether mm-hmm. it be chicken or beef or pork. They have exploited migrant children and put them to work in these factories doing the most dangerous jobs there are cleaning the saws, using caustic chemicals. They just, the immigration and and DOJ just busted one, I believe it was in Tennessee. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Three to 400 migrant children were employed there doing the crappiest jobs on the planet.
0: Getting paid almost nothing. Getting
1: paid almost nothing. But guess what? I didn't see anything in that particular article about charges for the people that hired them.
0: No. Hmm. I didn't see anything about that either. But Isn't that it, interesting? It is absolutely true that they are trying to bring back child labor. The difference, the reason they want to do that is they want to keep wages low. And they, they can hire children to do a person's job, mm-hmm. a job that should by somebody else should have, should be a union job. And they're hiring children to do it. And it's just plain disgusting, especially when people like the governor of Arkansas gets in on it and tries to justify it and says that this is a good thing. This is Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed into into law this week legislation that rolls back significant portions of the state's. Child Labor Protections. And that was all over the news, but I got it out of the Washington Post.
1: I prefer to call her Huckleberry Sanders, but you know, that's just
0: me. Okay. Here's hey, what's going on. We have a caller, Gene. Okay, let's take them on. 972-647-1893. Did, did they hang up? Yeah. Made them wait too long. I'm sorry.
1: They didn't wait hardly Nine
0: seven two six four seven one eight nine three. 972-647-1893. Well, maybe they butt dialed us. Maybe. Maybe that was it.
1: My husband did that earlier today.
0: The uh, <laughs> The Legislature is going on, and uh, down there, we tried to get Rick Levy to come to our event on Wednesday, and he wrote back, no, I'm, I can't leave the legislature. Yeah. Too much is going on. They are trying to protect our schools, uh, protect our school children, protect the children's books, and there must be 30, 40 bills, most of them bad, <laughs> about uh, taking away the right of people to go to public schools. Yeah. Uh, we supported a bill that would create conditional driver's licenses and permits uh, to enable undocumented persons to drive lawfully. We've been trying to get that for a long time, Man. driver's license for undocumented. They, are, they opposed a bill which would dictate a definition of male and female in government documents. Jesus, they Jesus. supported a bill for increased pay, increased pensions, and other benefits for working people. Yeah. This is what labor is doing. Labor is down They have a meeting every morning. Every morning. The AFL-CIO uh, office is right within sight of the Capitol. They have a meeting every morning, and they talk with uh, as many union people as they can get down there. And then they go over and lobby all day on your behalf. That's right. Doing the best that they can for working people. Uh, They supported a bill from uh, Rafael Anchia, who is from Dallas. Mm -hmm. He said he wants to allow high school student ID cards as proof of eligibility to vote. What a novel concept. So that's another thing that they're doing is trying to stand up for the right to vote against a whole bunch of Republican bills that would continue to undermine our right to vote. They are trying to improve health care. They would love to expand Medicaid, and that's a project very dear to the hearts of us retirees. Absolutely. Because there's about a million Texans that could be getting health insurance and the uh, federal government would pay for it so it wouldn't cost Texas hardly anything, but they won't do it.
1: Because it's the federal
0: government. <laughs> because it would have come from Obama. It made, it made Obama oh, look good, and they hated right. the first black president.
1: That's right, I forgot about that.
0: Part. Bonnie, give the phone number
1: 972. 647-1893.
0: If you don't, <laughs> if you don't call, you're gonna hear our opinion. You're gonna
1: get us. And don't That's think we those. don't have them. Oh no, we
0: nine, got 972-647-1893. Yeah. Women's rights are deteriorating <laughs> all over the world. And that came from the Associated Press, and it was in the Dallas Morning News. Wow. There's a woman named Masa Amini who apparently broke the dress code in Iran. And so they killed her.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: That's serious. Yeah,
1: that's pretty serious.
0: Since then, at least 350, uh, 530 people have been killed and more than 19,000 people have arrested who are protesting the death of Masa Amini. That's in Iran. In Afghanistan, it's almost impossible. It's a crime to be a woman. Yep. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, June Bonnie. Good morning. You guys are
3: really important. And I think people take, uh, take you guys show for granted. But, uh, when you consider the environment that we're living in and what I'm getting to is, uh, this inflation stuff and this, this thing I was looking at on the 1619 project. Oh, good. Uh, uh, and they were talking to this guy that worked for Amazon Mm-hmm. and, uh he was saying that, you know, they, they weren't getting benefits paid or whatever. And then he made a statement that they want you to handle 400 packages an hour. Wow. Okay? So I did, you know, simple math. And that's 3,200 packages in an eight-hour shift.
1: That's right. Wow. Right?
3: So if you give this guy 12 cents a package you will make $96,000 a year.
1: <laughs> He's not going to get $0.04 cents a price. He's not
3: going to get that. He's not going to get $0.12. No. The average thing that you buy at Amazon is how many, $20, $30, $40, $50 dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the essential worker that has right. to process it is getting basically a slave wage. You know, uh, go ahead. And, 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 but what I'm saying is there's a difference between profit and greed.
0: Right,
3: you can make a profit without having this life-threatening greed. When you hear these Amazon employees talking about, I can't walk, my hands are numb, my back's numb, and then they're making billions of dollars, and they don't even want to give the guys twelve cents a package to handle the package.
0: Right, and if you see what they had a little bit of video on that on that show, the sixteen nineteen project, they had a little bit of video of what it's like in those warehouses. They've roboticized it as much as they possibly can, so that a human being is just—it's just jerking from from one shelf to the next, grabbing things to put them on the conveyor belt and and socking uh, them into the plastic bags and stuff like that, just working frantically, to, just to keep up right. with you, the machines.
3: Yeah, you can't keep up with the machine. You're a human being. hmm And there has to be some human interaction in that process somewhere. Yeah. So if you pay the people properly don't make them work 12 or 15 hours like one lady was saying I had to work 12 hours on my feet. and I couldn't walk uh, they have enough money to have a humane workplace and still make profit mm-hmm. but they're so psychopathically greedy and and, 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 and what's, what are we're diabolical they don't care about you as a human being and it's it, that's what's the problem with this country as a whole.
0: Right. They have a computer formula that uh, helps them make things go faster and faster.
3: Right. And a human being, he just falls apart trying to earn an honest living mm-hmm. while the guy on the top makes and and all the money.
0: And some of the younger people can do it and some of the older people can't.
3: And and the younger people can only do it for a certain
0: length of time. Oh, they're they're going to break down too. Right. It's just they're... They may take
3: them 10 years to break down. Well, only mm-hmm. the person who's been out in the workforce for 20, 30 years, it might take him two years.
0: Yeah, we've now, had, we've had uh, callers for, that worked at, at uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. and uh, it was shocking to hear what their working conditions were like.
3: Uh, and uh, now let's talk about this inflation thing. Go ahead. Okay, I had my car in storage, and I was paying $57 a month, put it in storage, a month, two months ago, December. I get a notice this week saying there's been a rate increase and the storage is going to double the cost for $57 to $114. <clears throat> by the, by the, the storage space isn't getting twice as large. You understand my metaphor? Yeah. But they're, but they're yeah. Taking, did, did they, they, they give you some phony
0: me? excuse? What, what excuse did they give you?
3: Well, oh, they say that's a market rate increase. And, and this makes me not as empathetic when I see people go out and rob and steal stuff.
0: I'm a market rate, rate increase.
3: <laughs> right. That's a new one. This is, this is the demographics or whatever. They come up with some, yeah. you know, high-tech uh, Duke University, Harvard, you know, uh, double talk to get you to, to, to make you think that it's not stealing. Mm-hmm. It's not price gouging. And, See, this country is, is involved in turmoil because of all this economic stuff that goes around. People mm-hmm. are mad, they ain't got no money. They got guns that'll shoot you because they want money or they, they're mad about something. And a lot of it boils down to they don't have enough money with 10% of the people on top. They have too much money or more than what they need and it's greed as opposed to profit.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and what do you think is causing the inflation? You, you've been talking about inflation. And uh, frankly, the the, the uh, Federal Reserve Bank seems to think that it, that they that they had bad news yesterday because they had three hundred eleven thousand new jobs, and they had predicted much lower new jobs. So the Federal Reserve would like to see less jobs, and that's the way they think to get inflation down. What do you think?
3: Uh. Does that sound? The Federal Reserve can't control what Exxon charges for a
1: gallon, again, right? They
3: don't have any control
1: over that. No, and I don't understand how they think raising interest rates is going to help the economy. I'm still trying. I'm so. It makes your credit card debt more expensive. Uh, hmm. You know what is wrong with you? I don't get it. I'm confused, Leon. I'm confused.
3: Well, uh, whether you're confused or not or anyone's confused or not, the issue is it's a real life and death struggle for people who are trying to survive when mm-hmm. their paycheck is, not, is just being just dry by these people who are just, I don't know, they psychopathically want more money and more money or perhaps they're trying to keep everyone in the same position. There's something going on because they don't need any more money. Well, yet they're taking
0: more money and you can't get a raise to keep up with, with the inflation. Nowhere nearly. On. The, uh, the re- wages last year rose 4.6% and uh, inflation was uh, nearly 8%. No, it was over 8%. So your wages were cut. If you didn't get an 8-point-something percent raise, then you got a cut. And everybody <laughs> should see that. So wages are not what's causing inflation. But when they raise the interest rates, that's what they're trying to do is get wages down, get unit (laughs) labor costs down. Do you think that's a good idea?
3: If if I was a despicable, diabolical, psychopathic capitalist with no compassion and no heart, no, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, if it was
0: just more money in in some rich guy's pocket.
3: Go buy a bigger yacht or mm-hmm. I can get a bigger, you know, get my own island. Uh-huh. But if I'm a, you know, rank and file person trying to work and survive in this world, right? I mean, what's what's really going on here and how much is enough? And the issue is what can be done about it?
0: Mm-hmm. What's your answer? What can be done about it?
3: Uh, well, I guess I'm the only person that sees it because mm-hmm. nobody else is complaining. <laughs> yeah. But right. we
1: can't just complain about it. We have to do something about it. I mean, Jeff Bezos just launched a $500 million, 417 feet long yacht. <laughs> How long? 417 feet. There is darned. There is another vehicle that he has also. That is almost as big that contains the helicopter pad to land on to get
0: to the yacht. So he don't have to get his feet wet. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yep, that's it. I think we have to take a break. We'll
0: be right back. All right, back. call us at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three and we'll be right back. Yeah, we're back on the workers' beat with Bonnie Mathias and Gene Lance. We were just talking about the economy. And uh, we never did come up with a solution. <laughs> we we know that raising interest rates is not the solution because no, all they're trying to do is get less hiring, uh, fewer jobs, which just hurts us. Right. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNO N. Hi, uh, and Bonnie. Yes. Good, good morning. Uh, I'm just. Uh, it's
4: a good morning, but it's a very scary, dangerous
0: moment for us veterans. Sure is. I'm reading the article here
4: that. Civil War in 2024, and I see it coming to America. I see it's going to war because they they, they have to start a war to, to depopulate the
0: earth. And they're they're going to start not- a war, you think? Well, one of the, one of the generals of America uh, at the Air Force said that they were going to go to war with China in two years. Of course, they're blaming it on China. They say that China is coming after us. Every station you listen to, they say, oh boy, China's getting more and more aggressive. China's getting more and more aggressive. Meanwhile, the United States is building bases in the Philippines, holding military uh, uh, drills with South Korea, uh, arming Japan. This looks just like the beginning of World War II. Bill, what do you think? Well, a guy who fought in a war in combat, in the
4: war, and I'm reading a book now called secret memoirs of Vietnam and the Pentagon Papers by Daniel Ellsberg.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's a book hard to get because and I'm reading another book called The System by Robert B. Rice. R-E-I-C-H. Mm-hmm. They, every, they have to start a war if they populate, of course. And we know who start the war and the people at the top. And there are a lot of them in Washington, D.C., but most of them are, are, are secret. So Mm -hmm. they have to start a war, but the key to the little people, we are just like, we're going to be the the casualties of the war. We always have, and we always will. Mm -hmm. I I read about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, his, do you know, there's one uh, information on Donald Trump, So he went to college, but his daddy paid somebody else to take his test. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's well
0: known. I've heard heard that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they
4: said, Mr. Bush, he went to, he went drafted, but he widened up in San Antonio somewhere. And his daddy was the uh, high senator, and they didn't hear from him until he got ready to run for president. Uh-huh. And Clinton got a deferment, and Biden got a deferment, too. So uh, what I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about the poor people. At the Civil War, the majority of people died was the poor people,
0: blacks and whites. What do you think? What do you think about the war? What do you think about the wars going on now? I mean, or the wars that are going on now? They're they're fighting in Yemen, they're fighting in Syria, they're fighting in Libya, and they're fighting in in Ukraine. What do you think? It's almost biblical, you know. That mm-hmm. Matthew said, it's going to be wars and rumors of wars," and
4: it looks biblical almost. I'm about to actually believe in the Bible. And uh, what I'm I'm afraid of is that I got grandchildren, I'm about out of here, but if only people can stop this, if all all the ignorant people like myself would stop being ignorant and start reading books and studying like we do. Mm And they would stop just talking out of their hearts and talk out of research. You mm-hmm. you research people, like, uh, they find out that we need to teach critical race truth, not critical race theory. So, mm-hmm. a theory is somebody else's idea, the truth is coming from. That's actually what happened until
0: we killed that cancer in America. You got to wind <laughs> it up. We got people waiting. Go ahead and wind I it up. I'm
4: going to let because I know they're going to call in and I get through. Thank you.
0: All okay, right. Thank Thanks you. so much. Good morning, thanks for calling, K and Thanks for waiting. Good morning.
3: Hi. Good morning. And and very thankful for your show as always. I'm just wondering uh, something that bothers me about this daylight like saving time. <laughs> what it. is it saving? How can how can a man control time? <laughs> Only God controls time. Uh uh-huh. hey, I, I I just I'm just not quite. Uh, Bringing forward, uh, Fall back. You look at it; it takes a, it takes a hour out of your life, out of your livelihood. So I'm gonna hang up and I'm gonna let uh, other people on. But uh, this, I, I think this stuff just—I I don't know where it originated from. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let someone else
2: in.
0: Okay, All right, thanks so much. Uh, so, the Hughes vote is to not have daylight yes, savings time. Yes, me too. Anymore.
1: Just leave it alone. Well, Make it the time, the time. That's it.
0: Your number is 972 647 1893. If you want to weigh in on any of this, I can tell you where the, why they have daylight savings time.
1: It's outlived its usefulness.
0: Uh, up to World War II, America was a primarily an agricultural country. And I think even now, our agricultural exports are probably larger than our manufacturing exports. Mm-hmm. So since uh, the whole country was farmers and people lived on farms, it made a lot of difference what time the sun came up. And for us that live in cities today where most people live, uh, it's not the same. And so people are saying, why did they ever have this? Well, they, they, they used to need it.
1: Now we don't, and mm-hmm. nobody seems to have the political will to kill it. Yeah. Except for Arizona and Alaska.
0: Oh, they've changed?
1: They've already killed it. Arizona has not had daylight savings time for decades.
0: I was not aware.
1: And part of Indiana also (laughs) does not have daylight savings time. Just a little part of it. It's kind of funny.
0: 972-647-1893. Auto insurance rates have been allowed to rise 24% in Texas. And homeowners insurance went up nearly 11%. That was in the Dallas Morning News. Uh, Mm. That's not just inflation, brothers and sisters. Inflation was 8.7%, I think. And they raised auto insurance rates 24%. And the reason they did it is because they they could
1: because they can <laughs> because the
0: Texas legislature lets them. They give whatever the insurance companies want, whatever the oil companies want, yep. whatever the gun people want, and anybody that stands against them is going to get in trouble with the Texas legislature. Yep. They yes, actually have right. all kinds of bills that would punish companies that are trying to go green. Yep or banks and, and, and things, you know, any kind of entity they, that wants to uh, encourage us to stop killing the planet. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Well, good morning, Gene. Hi. Um, what,
2: what we are going through right now is um what in Europe they call austerity. And it's uh, real sneaky the way they're doing it. But they are lowering the uh, standard of living of the people in the country, and they are making the little people, the working people, pay. Yeah, and it's all because of you know like the profit motive. And when you got the profit motive as the uh, center of everything, uh, you got people who would do you know basically anything because the only thing that matters is making money. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I think that we should have uh, some things just to not be. Left up to the people with money, and now the Medicare. You know they they're trying to uh, trying to um, privatize Medicare. Yes, sir. Got all these yeah, got all these insurance companies uh, trying to uh, uh, do what Medicare should do. Uh, I remember you saying that instead of uh, choosing a, a private uh, provider, <clears throat> that people should, should go another route. And I want to ask you uh, to uh, go into that a little bit. Oh.
0: I appreciate you very much. Yes. And you can call us, too, sure. at 972-647-1893. You want to comment, Bonnie?
1: Medicare Advantage mm-hmm. is is what the, the man was speaking of. Medicare Advantage is where you actually are getting your, your Medicare through a private insurance company, not through the federal government. Mm-hmm. And they can decide... Halfway through the year, oh, we're not going to cover that doctor anymore, mm-hmm. and it might be your doctor. Well, you can't go find another one. Just you have to. They have to tell you what doctor you
0: can go see. When Bush was president, they spent the whole night twisting everybody's arms, and they passed a bill yep. that allowed Medicare Adv- allowed insurance companies to take over your your Medicare, and and they also gave them a healthy profit on it. <laughs> Just right out of the tax taxes, uh, which later on that that went away. But they still have have uh, all of the advertising and everything goes to Medicare Advantage because they're they're insurance companies. Yep. They know how to hook you in, and what they're trying to do is privatize Medicare, which is a very very good program if you just stay with the government program Medicare. So but, far,
1: I I am just I got to tell you, um, I paid my deductible. Right off the bat, it was $266, okay? That was my deductible for the whole year on Medicare. $266. That's it. I have not had another dime out of pocket so far. And I've had multiple doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy.
0: Yeah, if you if you get 65, <laughs> you grab Medicare just as fast as you can and hang on to it because and it's it, the best insurance in America. You can
1: apply 30 days up to, I think you can start applying like 90 days before your mm-hmm. birthday, and then it goes into effect the first day of the month of your birthday.
0: Rich people do it. Poor people do it. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. But does then the rich people don't want us to have it. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. trying to figure out some way to turn it over to the insurance companies. Well, the insurance companies are trying to get figure out some way to turn it over to the insurance companies. Exactly. And they are succeeding <laughs> in a lot of because instances. of advertising. They advertise. Don't go to go. Don't go to government Medicare. Go to our insurance company. But just think about it. What you're paying for is not just your insurance for your health care. You're also paying for the profits of all those insurance companies. That's right. So it's just simple arithmetic that you're better off not going to Medicare Advantage. But some people you just can't convince of that. They dangle something in front of them, and it's, it's really bad. The government lowered the price of insulin. That was something that that, uh, Mr. Biden said he'd do. And he's in the process of trying to lower a bunch of more prices. And he's also in the process of trying to uh, improve the prospects for keeping Medicare in his budget bill. But the reason that everybody hates it, everybody uh, in the Republican side hates it, is because he's got a simple formula. To uh, pay for all this stuff.
1: Tax the rich.
0: Tax the rich.
1: Easy peasy.
0: It wasn't that hard to figure out. No. People that have have got all these piles of money are the people that you ought to be taxing.
2: Yeah.
0: But that's not the Republican way. The Republican Mm -hmm. way is to tax the poor people and give tax breaks to the rich.
1: Because they think that makes poor people happy. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) 972-647. That's our slogan, is that trickle down economics is uh, with the Republican plan. And what they tell us all the time is that if you give more money to rich people, that will make poor people happy. Yeah. It is the craziest thing I ever heard of in my life, but that's what they do. That's, that's, what that's they their did. slogan. That's it. Give that's more amazing. money to the rich people, and that's supposed to make the poor people happy. Well, I'm
1: just going to tell you up front it ain't making my, it's not making this poor person happy.
0: Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Crazy. That's- Give it the
1: phone number, buddy. 972-647-1893. You know, I was listening to Attorney Malcolm this morning about uh, property. And uh, we have to really pay attention to to what the the barrister says. You know, he comes on to Reverend Barnett's show once a month and he talks very plainly and openly about losing property because you're not paying attention. So, uh, and he was saying over the past five years since he's been on Reverend Barnett's show that he has increased, he has increased the knowledge of people in the city uh, about airship and and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, good morning. We have a caller. Thanks for calling KNON. Good Hello. morning. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I wanted to,
5: uh, to kind of piggyback on uh, what the Democrats need to do. Given that we had, given what happened in uh, East South Ohio, hmm. we need to understand that regulation means something. Deregulation means the asking if you saw that happen. Deregulation happens when the companies do not spend money on safety and put in profits. And the fact of it is, is, is that is that companies are not going to uh, spend the money on safety. And, and, and then when they, they, they write policies for the government to put it in, 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 in the government policy, and they say, well, we followed the government rules," So, you know, we didn't do it that wrong. Yes, you did what you did was run, run a policy for the government so you won't be accountable for what happened in East Palestine, uh, Ohio. Uh-huh. And so, and, and like I said earlier, rich people do certain things. Why is it that people who are poor, well-class, your tax break to rich people? Because what you actually saying is, I'm willing to pay the taxes. Right. You know, uh, why would you want somebody rich not to pay taxes because they got money and you're down here talking about I'm I'm tired of paying property tax I'm tired of paying school tax I'm tired, tired of pay, paying level and and so you're right this is the issue where uh, we have a propaganda machine I'm talking about all media, no matter left or right that says hey corporations are right and we as people are voting against our interests because you know um because of uh whatever it is and then come back and say the people in, in ohio that's in ohio are saying hey we need the government intervention now i bet you if you pull that area only uh uh numbers i bet they they they, they, they run hard with but guess what they the same situation that that, that happened uh in Mississippi, the water is government failure it's local and state government failure. JD yeah. Fans is not talking about regulation, but if you ask him before that, that, that happened, he probably was against uh, uh, regulation. And so we have politicians who are going against our interests in one breath, and then soon after that happened, now they ask for regulation. We, we, as as as, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as uh, voters, we're not saying we want to uh, heavily uh, regulate industry, we're saying be accountable.
0: Right. So when
1: you mess up, pay for it. That's all. Yeah. If you mess up, you got to pay for it. Yes. <clears throat> and offering those people, what was the first to offer? $25,000, something like that? Yeah. Give yes. me a break. Yes. I, they, they don't even know what the long term uh, effects are going to be because of this. And, uh,
5: and, and, because we said, it, it's medical. Now, they a the medical business going to pile up. They probably don't have good insurance. Right.
1: It's a low-income community. Yes, and so and so and so the thing is,
5: why want you want universal health care? Yeah, want you on, yep. want you on Oh well, I don't want to pay my. Price. Guess what? I have a uh, 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 company. what's saying, I, say, I got to wait and steal, Still, no matter what, I got to get an appointment and wait. It's the same thing. It don't make no difference Right. You got to pay. I leave y'all with that I do want to throw your in and uh, listen up here. just
0: yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you can call us too at 972-647-1893. Is it time for our break? It yeah. is time for a break. Be right back. New Monday, Monday. Got
1: to work
0: like
1: a all week. It come Tuesday. Oh, oh,
0: Tuesday. we're back with Fats Domino singing a duet with Bonnie. <laughs> The station just loves it when you call. None of the Texas state top Republican leaders have even mentioned Medicaid expansion for this sitting of the legislature. It would provide insurance coverage for 1.4 million Texans if they would just do it. But they won't. Nope. For, for those that are, that are following the events in my union, the Auto Workers Union, mm. they are nearly through with the national election that the government forced them to have. Uh, and the insurgent group ran seven candidates. Now, I did not mention this all the way through the election because I'm an officer of the UAW and I'm not supposed to campaign. Right. And they didn't say I couldn't campaign on the radio, but I just didn't do it. Right. Right. Uh, so, But I did vote for the insurgents, and I'll tell you why. I have no idea what they're going to do. That's a fact. I have no idea what they're going to do, and I'm scared to death if they win. But I do know what they're going to do if we keep the guys we've been having. It, I know what's going to happen. You're going to
1: keep getting the same thing you've been getting.
0: The union's going to keep on circling the drain. We're going to get worse and worse contracts. We're going to get smaller and smaller. We're going to get more and more uh uh, contract workers in the auto plants. And uh, so I voted for the new guys. Well, out of the seven candidates, six of them won. Six of them have now won. And the seventh one is just hanging by a thread, a frog hair, we used to say. There's a frog hair of difference between Mr. Fain and Mr. Curry. Mr. Curry represents the old administrative caucus. Mr. Fain represents the new United Auto workers for democracy, hmm. and uh, there's 0.4 percent difference between them. One of them's got 49.8, uh, and the other one's got 50.2.
1: Man, how are they going to do
0: that? Gene? Well, they, there's, they're finding over the challenge ballots. It's 600 votes oh. difference, oh, and there are 1,600 voter challenge ballots. So you can't say who's going to win. And it'll, it'll probably be the end of this week or end of next week before we actually know who won the presidency. Wow. But we do know that out of the seven candidates that the insurgents ran, seven of them won. And the reason is because they uh, a lot of younger people really, really want change. The younger people in the union movement have been taking uh, a, a terrible licking because the older people who get to vote on a contract will vote for a contract that says, "Okay, everything for you is going to stay the same, but anybody, any new hires are going to get less less money." That's right. And uh, the new hires are uh, now voting against everybody. Uh, I call it the revenge of the children.
1: Well, it is. I mean, and
0: and they have it coming. They shouldn't they have do. done it.
1: And I got to say, you know, UAW you really stood up for. And for their workers, a few years ago, when they when they went on strike,
0: yeah, we had a strike at General Motors out there,
1: right? Because they said, you know, no, we can't pay these these new people less. They have to, they got to come in just like we did, mm-hmm. uh, and that's great. Except they don't want to keep doing that.
0: I uh, had a, I had a meeting at my union hall last week, and I got a chance to talk, and I told them that it doesn't make that much difference who wins this election because there's something else about this election that is much, much worse than anything else you could imagine. I mean, some people would imagine that if these people win, that's bad, and other people say if those people win, it's bad. But that's not the bad part. The bad part is that people didn't vote. 90% of them did not vote at all in the first round, Jesus. and and 85% of them did not vote at all in the second round, even though there was all kinds of... Heavy advertising uh, coming from the administrative caucus. So the the number of people who voted in the first round was only 10.8% out of uh, 400,000 active members and 580,000 retired members in the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. Only 10.8% voted in the first round. Then after heavy, heavy advertising, almost every day you saw something from the UAW saying, please vote, please, please vote, please vote. And uh, they only got it up 3%. They got it up to 14.4%. So if you want to talk about what's wrong in the union, you have to talk about the fact that people don't consider it a part of their lives. They don't see that the union is their only hope. And that's my message. The union is your only hope. The only reason you're not working for nothing today it's union. The That's only reason funny. you got a day off is union. The only reason you get a rest break is union. <laughs> the only reason you get lunch is union. Only reason there's something in your lunch pail for you to eat for lunch is union. Not even even the people who have never been in a union, nobody in their families ever been in a union has profited because when the union starts coming, the boss starts turning uh, like Amazon did yep. and like uh like walmart did when the union started breathing down their necks they started raising wages and improving benefits and having happy little parties with all the workers and everything and saying no oh, we love you we love
1: you We love you You know I find because
0: the union was coming
1: i well I've, a good friend of mine uh lives in in um in the grove he's lived there for a long time and he's seen his neighborhood change. And there are several people in on his street who work for Amazon who have actually had decent experiences. They make a decent wage, and it has helped them to grow and move out of poverty. Right. So, you know, I know some people, well, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, but... I got to say, if it's doing good for some people, let's let those people, I mean, if that's, it's not all bad. That's what I'm trying to say. It is not all bad. Uh, Christian Smalls, incredible man, started the union uh, in in New York and Amazon. Mm -hmm. He is traveling all over the world, literally giving his message of unity, solidarity, and fighting. Mm-hmm. If you don't fight together, you're not going to get anywhere.
0: I think you'll probably be in Austin pretty soon. The, a bunch of the people from the young, active labor leaders are trying to raise money so they can go to Austin and uh, attend another uh, big conference. Oh, labor,
1: labor notes. Mm-hmm. Labor notes. That's right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be
0: great. I'm really in love with the uh, young, active labor leaders. Oh. I'm also in love with the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. And I'm fixing to be in love with the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement because we are going to start Labor Council for Latin American Advancement. You didn't know this, so. Bonnie, but this this occurred Wednesday night uh-huh. during our Women's History Month uh, dinner that okay. we held right. honoring Linda Chavez Thompson. Uh, we found, we, saw, we signed up some people to, to join LACLA, the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement, and Sister Juana Ramirez yes. agreed to be the organizer.
1: I love it. Oh, my God. She's, I love Juana. She's
0: awesome. Well, she really is. She always turns up. Good morning. Thanks for calling and Thanks for waiting.
3: Hello. I got it. Don't Let me turn to speak. You're on the air. Hey, your... I got it. Yeah, I got a question about uh, labor. You know, in several other countries in Europe, I don't know about Canada, but they have a a political party that's classified as a labor union, labor
0: Mm -hmm. party, right? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit different there. Yeah. The way they do it there, over here, the labor unions try to support a political party or a political person, you know, Actually, they say that they're not for the party. They say they're just for this particular person. But over there, the political parties started the unions. So each political party's got a union. So they got a whole bunch of unions. And uh, and uh, over here, we have one big union federation and several political parties. But go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. I never Well, here's my question. You
3: know, Martin Luther King tried to get the poor people thing going. And basically, most people that are working class, even if you're in the union, you're not making a million dollars a year, I don't think. Uh, Would it be a good idea if the labor union got together and formed a political party, which basically would be the party of the low-income people?
0: Well, I'm going to run you for president. Yes, that is exactly right. I'm going to run you for president because you have got the answer.
1: Reverend Barber. Has resurrected the poor people's campaign. Uh, there is an arm of that here in Dallas. Uh, you probably find it on Facebook. The uh, you know the working family party, working families party, mm-hmm. uh, is actually had, has gained some some uh, seats in New York. They won seats, city council seats.
0: They have different election laws there.
1: They do, they do, no doubt. But the Working Families Party is alive and well, and they are getting people elected uh, in in small rural, not rural, mm-hmm. but suburban areas.
0: But we need a workers' party that the unions support. I agree with you a hundred percent. Thanks for calling on that, and you can I call think us we need too.
4: Workers. Go ahead. Workers' party that the union leads.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's what, yeah. The union needs to lead a political party. I agree. 972-647-1893. Call us with your solutions. We've had two good solutions yes. today. Bonnie said tax the rich, which I think is the, is the right thing to do about the inflation for sure. And uh, starting a workers' political party it would answer a lot of our political problems in the long run. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, that the unions are headed toward a political party just by so. building up the political work that we do already. And I'm proud that the Dallas of cio is at this very moment screening candidates over there at 1408. And as soon as Bonnie and I get out of here.
1: And I'm actually going to hit the road because I'm on the 1030 panel. So, so, so I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you're rushing on over there, and I'm going to get there after lunch, and we're screening candidates. We'll have the announcement, I hope, next Saturday of nearly all of the candidates. I think there's one that they're not going to be able to screen till next week. But uh, we should have nearly all the candidates for Dallas City Council uh, from, uh, that were endorsed by Labor. The more political work that the unions do, the closer they are to that goal of having a workers' party. And I agree with the the caller very much. If you're going to call us, you better call now because we're running low on time. 972-647-1893. Representative Mark Takano has reintroduced a bill in the House that would make the 32-hour work week a national standard and lower thresholds triggering overtime compensation for most employees. It was endorsed by the four-day week global, whatever that is. It was endorsed by the Service Employees Union and by the United Food and Commercial Workers Union and by the AFL-CIO. The AFL-CIO is the federation of, of nearly all of the unions in America. And they are saying that we could do a 32-hour work week with the productivity that we have now. We could, we could still produce the same amount of stuff that we used to produce, and we wouldn't have to work so hard, and we could get more dollars per hour so that we wouldn't have to lower our way, our living standards at all. And this was in the Washington Post. I think this is a great idea, 32-hour work force. Now, I have a friend named Tom Berry that's been saying we need a 30-hour workforce ever since I've known him, and I've known him 20 years. Uh, he's, he's got charts to show that a 30-hour work week would work just fine. I think that if you actually looked at the productivity numbers from World War II to today, I think you would see that we could feed everybody and take care of this country and, and uh, cover all the essentials if we only worked eight hours a week. No, 10 hours a week if we worked 10 hours a week. We, because productivity has gone up so many times. The Productivity went up last quarter 1.7 percent and this stuff accumulates you know every time it goes up it's building on what it's already done so if you put down a spreadsheet to show uh, how the productivity has accumulated since world war ii you'll see that the average worker in an hour today is making four times as much stuff as an average worker was in those days and we were feeding everybody in those days so we could feed everybody and take care of take care of business if we were only working one-fourth of the time that we were working back in World War II, 40 hours a week. So we, so we could be working 10 hours a week, and we would probably, if we had time to worry about it, we could probably think of some more ideas that would make it even easier for us to work, and we could even get the work, for, work hours down lower. If you think about it, the working hours has been the fight all the way through since the Industrial Revolution. Now, back in agricultural days, everybody worked all day. They didn't necessarily work all that hard all day because, you know, some days they were just kind of walking along, uh, driving the cattle, you know, or something like that. And then when they invented the Industrial Revolution, then everybody had to just sit in with a wrench maybe and just tighten one particular bolt over and over and over all day. And so uh, they were still working 14 hours a day But they had to fight for it, and they eventually got it to where if you work more than 40 hours in a week, then you're supposed to get a a time and a half overtime. And the bosses, of course, try to break that rule as much as they possibly can. And it never did apply to farm workers, and it never did apply to wait staff. That's why your waitress that comes around to you is hoping to heck you will tip her or him because they're not even making the minimum wage. They're not even making 7.25 an hour. They're making 2.62 an hour, and if you don't tip them, they, they go. Their kids are going to go hungry. So, anyway, the fight over working hours has been the fight of uh, of all working people in America for a long, long time. You can write a book on it. In fact, there are books on it. Uh, just talking about how working hours should be reduced. And this guy, Mark, Representative Mark. He's a Democrat from California. He's got a bill that says they could reduce the work week to 32 hours. You'd do it in four days, eight hours a day, 32 hours. And with no cut in pay, you'd still get the same pay you were making when you worked 40 hours. And if you had to work overtime, you'd get extra incentives. So thank you, Representative Mark Takano. I hope it gets through the house, but I don't have a lot of hope, do you? (laughs) Well... I tell you what, Gene, <laughs> politics is is a difficult business, isn't it, though? <laughs> sure we got to go and let the music start. All righty. Thank you so much, Gene, and uh, goodbye, Bonnie, I guess. Well, it, it feels odd to, <laughs> to not be able to say that. Arlene, if you want to make your way to the microphone, we can get all set up and